Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Shawana Scott about her wedding at the Magic Kingdom train station. That's right, inside the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would love to hear about how Shawana decided that was where she wanted to get married and what the process is like if you too are interested in using that location and how everything turned out. So welcome, Shawana. Hi, Carrie. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad you could be on the show today. I think the train station is a fantastic option, and there's not a lot of information out there about it, so I'm excited to have you share it with my listeners. I'm excited to share as well. Thank you for having me on. Now, first of all, how did you guys decide that you wanted to have a Disney wedding? Well, you know what, Carrie? It wasn't my idea, even though I'm a Disney fanatic. I actually had a wedding planned in Atlanta, where I am right now, And my wonderful husband said, why don't we get married at Disney World? I didn't even think of that being an option. And I hadn't seen any Disney weddings or anything of that nature. But he proposed it. And I said, oh, my gosh, yes. (laughs) That's wonderful. Do you guys go a lot? Or how did he think of Disney? Well, you know, okay, I used to work for Disney for about three years in their reservation center. So I went to Disney four to five times a week. And the first place I took him on a vacation, I said, we're going to go somewhere. I'm going to take you somewhere. And we went on a road trip to Disney World. And he loved it. And he was just, I didn't know it wasn't for just for kids. So he knew I was, had a special place in my heart. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, did you guys plan on getting married at the Magic Kingdom from the start? Or was it something that evolved as you began looking into the prospect? It was the Magic Kingdom from the start. He said, "He said, why would you get married anywhere else if you can get married at the Magic Kingdom? <laughs> I said, well, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> That's awesome. So now as you did your research and you found out that there are some restrictions on the ceremonies, can you tell my listeners a little bit about what those are? I sure can. Basically, what happens is the weddings can only happen on weekdays. So ours was on a Wednesday. And what happened is our wonderful coordinator, Michelle, she said, okay, when are you looking to get married? And we actually wanted to get married next February. And so we said, okay, put in September to February. And the Magic Kingdom said no and said we have September 2nd available. Take it or leave it. Wow. (laughs) Did that rush you with the planning or was it okay? It definitely rushes with the planning. (laughs) Definitely. I was looking to kind of gaze over stuff more and kind of take my sweet time. But this was February and we didn't actually find out September 2nd until March something. So it rushed just a bit, but that was okay. We decided to take it. Some other restrictions you asked me about were they happen on weekdays, of course, and you have to be ready to go take pictures in the Magic Kingdom at about 6 a.m., which puts hair and makeup at around 2 a.m. Wow. 
you have to use Disney photography and videography and floral, except you can use someone else outside floral for your personal floral, but it kind of it kind of gets in the way of everything. It's more convenient to use Disney for your personal floor at 2 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> what I have noticed doing my research. And you can only have 50 people, including me and the groom. So I had to take a plus one away from one of my guests because I didn't realize we were included <laughs> in oh. the 50. Well, I hope that guest forgave you. <laughs> Yes, they did. But I have heard exceptions being made when the bridal party is standing up and so they can maybe fit more people up there. You also have to provide transportation to the Magic Kingdom. So we had the limousine and then we had the motor coach because we had 35 people. Also, you can't be late. (laughs) (laughs) And when you get married at the Magic Kingdom, you basically give up all your power of control. They have all control. But that's okay because it's Disney. Interesting. Okay. So then can you tell my listeners a little bit about what is included in the Magic Kingdom ceremony package? The Shiavari chairs. I asked for the goat Shiavari chairs. I believe you can also ask for white or silver. A string trio is included. But I asked for instead of the string trio, if we can have the harp and cello. And they said, okay. I chose the harp and the cello because the song I picked was Twilight a Thousand Years. And I think it sounds amazing with the harp and cello. I did some YouTube research. And if you want to change out the trio, you can to different instruments that may fit your songs better, you know, than the violin, viola and the cello. So I would definitely recommend that, that that's something up to change. The audio system, so if you want to play music from a CD, and my groom had two microphones for some reason. Um, And lastly, the Main Street vehicles used to transport the guests down Main Street to the train station are also included. Interesting. Did you guys do video through Disney? Maybe one microphone was for video and one was for the ceremony? We did do video. You are correct. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so you get those things. And then the musicians you had, did they then carry over to the pre-reception or cocktail hour for your reception? They sure did. They went over 45 minutes because they get like a 15-minute break per hour. So they, they kept playing for 45 minutes into the reception. Great. So now, Shawana, I know there are a few restrictions on the way ceremonies can go at the train station because of the size of the space. Can you talk a little bit about how you had to modify maybe a traditional ceremony so that you could fit in that space? I sure can, Carrie. You are very correct. It was very different. So basically, while coming down Main Street, they start playing your Matron of Honor song or what your bridesmaids will be walking down to. And once I get there, I come up to the train station by way of stairs to the right side. If you're walking down Main Street towards the train station, the bride will come up through the staircase to the right-hand side. And the groom and the groomsmen, they come to the left-hand side before I arrived. The bridal music starts when I begin walking up the stairs. And once at the top of the stairs, There's no center aisle. So I actually took a moment and my dad took a moment to kind of get ourselves together because I was walking up the stairs and I felt myself starting to perspire. My dad's jacket was unbuttoned. And so people were looking at us, but we kind of got ourselves together and took a moment, which was fine. Once 
you start going down. There's no center aisle, as I said before. So you kind of go around. We had 33 people. So we had three rows of 11 just going right across the center part of the benches where you get married on the train station. And I kind of, some people kind of had to back up because my dress was big. So unfortunately, what ended up happening is my dad couldn't actually take me all the way to my husband because the front row was so close that both of us couldn't fit together. So my husband had to come out for me. And so what happened was we weren't centered with the castle anymore. The best man was centered with the castle, which was maybe three feet away. So he stayed there. (laughs) So that was kind of unfortunate, but that's okay. Also, I said the front row was really close. They could reach out and touch my dress. That's how close they were sitting down. They were happy with the seats because they were so close. But I didn't, once you're up there, you really don't notice it just because you're in the moment. Also, if you're looking for a sand ceremony, that's something that would have to either be all the way on the right or left-hand side away from the guests. And it would be kind of inconvenient, but if you wanted it, you could have it, but it's really tight. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. While we were saying our vows, you would think there was a lot of noise, but there wasn't. It was still and quiet, and I expected hearing people walking in, but it wasn't. It was very nice. It was very calm, considering it being outside and people walking below you. After we were pronounced husband and wife, the music starts to play, of course, and they escorted us to the back of the train station for pictures with the bridal party, which was really fast. When I say fast, it was like less than five minutes. We had a few shots with the entire bridal party. Then they escorted the guests down the stairs to set up a receiving line for us. Not a receiving line, but a departure line so they can throw flowers or whatever you choose, bubbles on you as you get into the transportation that you decide to select, be it the carriage or using the the transportation that you pay for with the venue. And then as we come down, we actually start from both different directions. So he starts from the left-hand side of the stairs and I start from the right-hand side of the stairs and we walk down separately and meet in the middle and then come down together. So that was pretty cool. That's interesting. Did they give you a rehearsal on how that was going to work? They did give us a rehearsal, but not on how that was going to work. I'm not going to lie to you, Carrie. (laughs) Um, The rehearsal was at one of the ballrooms. We had at the Yacht Club, Beach and Yacht Club ballroom. You don't actually rehearse at the Magic Kingdom. Now, what you can do, our planner Pamela said, if you get there early enough, and we did, we just didn't have a chance to do it, they'll actually take you, you know, you and your husband up to the Magic Kingdom part so that you guys can go through it so you know what to expect. But that's something you would need to ask your planner. She can squeeze it in, you know, for you guys to do that if you wanted a realistic rehearsal just with you guys, but not anyone else. Okay. And then you mentioned that you couldn't hear anybody entering the park during the ceremony. At what point during your ceremony did the park open or does it open afterwards? And these were just people coming in for like early breakfast reservations? Right. These were people who were coming in for breakfast reservations. And it was a lot of people. I was surprised at how many people they had to 
veer off to the side as my carriage was coming down. But also, once we started our ceremony, people gathered around the train station to watch. And so, and some people just kept going, of course, because they had their breakfast time. But there was quite a bit of people there. However, you couldn't hear it. That's great. Okay. Well, we'll talk about the reception just a little bit before we go back and hear about how the whole day fit together. How did you decide on a reception venue? You know, this is funny because our reception started at 9 a.m. So honestly, if you're drinking at 9 a.m., we have a bigger problem. So there wasn't (laughs) an open liquor bar or anything of that nature. We knew we wanted just breakfast. So California Grill actually was the only menu that included fresh organic eggs for the omelet station. And that's why you chose California Grill? And that is why we chose California Grill. (laughs) Fascinating. I don't don't like the egg mixture. And I didn't think about it, but I'm sure I could have paid extra and said, hey, can you use real eggs? But California Grill food is amazing. And of course, the room is beautiful, the open lighting. Unfortunately, we were in the main dining room. But then we had to switch to Napa room because our guest list went down so far that we would end up having to pay so much extra just to meet California Girls minimum for the main dining room. But it was still beautiful, and I enjoyed it. Interesting. Okay. California Grill, something notable about that is that you can't do a menu tasting. Did you find that cramped your style, or you were like, eh, breakfast, it's going to be good no matter what? (laughs) Yeah, you know, the only thing that I miss is going back down to Disney for the planning session to do the menu tasting because it was kind of like, okay, why go back down for the planning session when you're not going to get the food? So we did the planning session over the phone and just trusted because California Grill has amazing food and every time we eat there, it's so good. So yeah, we kind of trusted Disney. Okay. And now speaking of food, did you guys add any kind of dessert party afterwards? We did. We had our dessert party at UK Lockside at 7.30, and that was so much fun. That was something after the reception. Oh, we still have something to look forward to. It was amazing. That's cool. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? Some expected it because they knew I'm a Disney fanatic, so everyone thought that it was me who pressured my husband to get married at Disney. And I had to clear that all up, uh, that I didn't pressure him. It was his idea. And some of them thought that they needed to come dressed as like the Beast or Cinderella and ask where to get costumes. And I was like, well, it's actually not that type of wedding. And then we had some family members who were upset about the 50 person, you know, guest count. So that meant that I could only invite 24 and he could only invite 24 people. Mm. So... We had a little issue with that, but other than that, everything was fine. Okay. And then how many ended up actually making the trip? 33, yeah. I'm sure that my listeners are curious to know, how does this timeline run? You have to get up at 2 a.m. Well, you did, I guess, because of hair and makeup. I suppose if you only had one person doing hair and makeup, maybe you could sleep in a little bit more. But tell us a little bit about how did the whole day run? Because you were up late. You went all the way through to the end of your Illuminations dessert party in Epcot. Yes, So we had a welcome party the night before at Ariel's and I went to the Magic Kingdom that day, stayed up pretty late. So I didn't actually go to sleep, which I would not recommend just to be clear. (laughs) Uh, I didn't go to sleep. So I was up when hair and makeup arrived at two and 
my room was actually right connected to my husband's room, my hair and makeup room, which was very beneficial. So any brides out there, that's great. Having your room connected is fabulous, especially for pictures too. But get up at 2 a.m., everyone arrived for hair and makeup. And by 5 a.m., Stephanie, Stephanie and Mike were our photographers who were amazing. I would recommend them fully. They arrived for pictures at 5 a.m. And at 5.45, my husband and the groomsmen and immediate family had to be on their way to the Magic Kingdom for pictures. Me and my people had to leave at 6 a.m. Hmm. And then we took pictures in the Magic Kingdom. We arrived backstage and there was all this construction. You would just be like, the Magic Kingdom was a mess. And then suddenly, like you rang down pixie dust and everything was cleared out. And it was the wonderful world of Disney again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We took pictures by the castle, the wishing well. So we had a good hour of pictures. It was really amazing and something I'll never forget. My husband told me that they were in Casey's Corner, which I do not remember Casey's Corner in Magic Kingdom, for about an hour in the air conditioning waiting for me to do pictures. And by 7.30, I was going down Main Street in the carriage with my matron of honor, Melissa, and my dad. That's wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about how the carriage works when you're in the Magic Kingdom, because you get it for a pretty short time when you're at the wedding pavilion. It takes you and, you know, maybe your flower girl or your parents to the wedding pavilion. You have the ceremony. You come out with your spouse and you get on the carriage and it goes around the drive and everybody says, yay, and then you get to take some pictures and then it takes you to the reception and that's it. How long are you in it in the Magic Kingdom? It picked me up near the side of the castle after I took pictures And it was going really slow to go down Main Street. And people were waving and I waved back. And so the beginning is maybe five minutes, if that. But then once the ceremony ends, me and my husband got back into the carriage. And it took us around the back of the Magic Kingdom and took us all the way through. I was trying to remember so that I could tell people where it took us through, but took us through the side of the castle and Mickey came out and waved. And so we were, we were in the carriage for another about 10 minutes. And my husband looked over to me, his name is Jared. He looked over to me and said, now this is cool. (laughs) And the carriage is included as part of the package. Is that right? The carriage is not included a part of the package. However, with the Magic Kingdom, you have to have that wonderful $10,000 enhancement fee regardless of what day you're getting married on. So you have to fill that up some way. And to me, you're getting married in the Magic Kingdom. If I had to cut everything else, the carriage was, I had to keep it, you know? Right. And for my listeners who aren't familiar with the pricing structure for a wishes event, you pay a ceremony fee, you have a certain amount of money you have to spend per person on food and beverage, and then you have an enhancement fee. And it usually depends on the day of the week what your enhancement fee is. But when you get married at the Magic Kingdom, you have the $10,000 ceremony package that you have to pay for, That, but that includes things like Main Street vehicles to take your guests down Main Street and the chairs and all the things Shawana mentioned. And then you have the regular per person food and beverage minimum, which if you qualify for their new discounted rates that are good for people who have events on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, that the meal is either brunch or lunch. And there's a whole show we've done about that. I'll put a link in the post. 
So that helps you save a little bit of money. And then there's the enhancement minimum, which is automatically $10,000 if you're doing a Magic Kingdom event. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Okay, so the carriage takes you down to the train station and you have your ceremony. What happens next? After the ceremony, the carriage takes us back down Main Street and we take pictures by the castle. Then the carriage takes us back to the front and we actually get back in the limousine and it takes us back to where our reception is, which was at the Contemporary. Okay, so then what were the hours of your reception at the Contemporary? My reception was three hours. I did the three hours reception from nine to 12 because being breakfast, I felt like it would drag if we did it longer. And from what I heard from my guests, they said, oh my gosh, this was amazing. It was just enough dancing, just enough food. Everything was just enough where we didn't get tired and just sit down and wait for it to end. And I was like, that's great. <laughs> that's so funny because sometimes that happens to me at weddings. You just sit down and wait for the cake and wait for it to end. <laughs> you just sit down and wait for it to end. That's right. <laughs> so now I know a lot of people who, because of their schedules, whether they're getting married at the Magic Kingdom or at Epcot, they have to have a break in the middle. How did that work for you guys? Did you find that it was okay to have the break between the end of the reception and the beginning of the dessert party? We did. You know, basically after the reception, we went to the elevator with our guests Went down, and this is a tip that I would give some of the brides is if you're renting from men's warehouse, all the groomsmen went upstairs and changed out of their attire so that we can just give it to the bellmen. They don't have to bring it back. They're not responsible for anything, especially because they weren't staying on property. And then they left and went back to their resorts, and we took a nap. I was exhausted (laughs) and woke up and... uh, at 7.30, was down for the town car to take us to Epcot. That's wonderful. Did you grab any photos in Epcot after your dessert party? We didn't grab any photos. I wish we did, though. No, I I didn't even think about asking. I was kind of saying bye to all of the guests because some were leaving early in the morning, but some of them were staying until Saturday, so we, we stayed until Saturday as well to tell all of our guests bye. But yeah, I wish I did that. (laughs) Were you wearing your gown and and he had his tuxedo or his suit? Yes, I wore my gown. He had his tuxedo on and it was, Carrie, it was awesome because we were walking into the dessert party and a little girl says, where does her line start? (laughs) (laughs) Just completely made my day. (laughs) She thought I was a princess. That's That's great. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So you were a princess. Did you guys have any kind of theme, princess themed or otherwise, for your wedding events? You know, we did not have a theme. We really, my husband didn't want anything traditional or too forced, as he would say. So he wanted it light and airy and fun. I was like, okay, we can do that. Our main concern was really making sure our, that we were present and that we weren't those bride and groom who oh, you just saw us at the ceremony and reception and during the entire weeks, people were there for like five days, six days, and you didn't see us any other time because we were that busy. So we wanted to be present and make our guests feel like they were taken care of. So the majority of our budget really went towards making sure our guests felt special and taken care of. 
That's interesting. Okay, tell me about that because, yeah, usually you have to prioritize what are going to be the most important aspects or least important aspects when you're budgeting your time in your wedding. So looking out for your guests was number one. Yes. And any others? Yeah, Mickey and Minnie were awesome. You definitely should put that into your reception because especially if you have kids, it is a must experience. You have to experience that. We dance with each of them. Grown adults became children and danced with many and just loved it. So I would definitely recommend the characters. Were there any places where you were like, I don't really care about that. I'm going to save some money on that or we're just not going to do that? I didn't care a lot about decor. So I did have my floral that I wanted, you know, but I didn't really care about decor because nothing was really going to top getting married in the Magic Kingdom, the ceremony. And Mm -hmm. so... The decor that I initially wanted was the red roses, the candles everywhere, and that just really doesn't fit with a breakfast reception. So I kind of let all that go and said, okay, put some roses in the middle, you know, do some votives, and there we go. Also, I didn't care about videography for the reception, but now I think I do care about videography for the reception. (laughs) The funny thing is this. So for Disney, they show all the packages, right? But you don't have to actually choose one of those packages. I was able to, so doing the ceremony package, not the ceremony only package, but the ceremony that includes the arrival and departure, Mm -hmm. you can add hours onto that package. So I could have added on a couple hours, but I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. And it wasn't expensive, but... I was like, I really don't care about the reception part. I want to make sure the ceremony and all that is so cool. But hearing my dad's toast and him choking up and my matron of honors toast and seeing other people's videos that they're sending me of certain things that happened in the reception, I was like, oh, that would have been great to have. So I would recommend that you may not think it's a big deal. Videography and photography, although we did have photography for the reception, the videography Maybe a big deal later to you because you may want to relive the moment. Interesting. That's a good point. So it sounds like you had a pretty spectacular day. Can you pick out a favorite memory? Yes. You know, my favorite memory, I told my husband, I said, it does not include you. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, that's okay. It includes my dad. So I think I've only seen my dad really cry once. And it was when I was young. My dad cried basically the entire time of my wedding day. He was walking me down the aisle and I had the blusher over me. And so he pulled over the blusher and gave me a hug and he didn't want to let go. And he just started bawling. And I was like, so I gave my dad a kiss and I was like, it's okay, dad. I'm still your little girl. And he let me go. But it was a moment that I was just like, wow. I will never forget that moment. It was amazing. You've got me tearing up over here. (laughs) Before I go on to the next question, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, like things that you did with the wedding or the reception that you thought people would be interested to know about? The reception was amazing, and it was three hours. And I would say this, that I didn't go from table to table during the reception. Like, I didn't necessarily talk to people during the reception, you know how you go visit each table? We had three tables of 10. Mm-hmm. I was on the dance floor. And I would recommend this to those who are having destination weddings at Disney is since we did the welcome lunch, 
and we were able to speak to everyone. We had speeches at there and I felt like everyone felt like they got to touch us and talk to us and they didn't need that sit down moment at our reception because I just had that sit down moment with you and we tried to greet everyone at the resort when they came in. So we asked them when they were arriving and what hotel they were staying at. So I think that made people really feel real good. Also, I forgot to mention this, after we left the Magic Kingdom, we went to the Contemporary and we took photos with every single person who came to the wedding. And I heard back from some of the people, I just want you to know that your uncle felt so special about being part of the family picture and just you wanting to have him in a picture with you guys. Like he felt really included. And I'm like, wow, it was a small thing and we wanted to do it, but we didn't think it would touch people that way. So just the small things. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm a big fan of this. We did the same thing at our wedding and it's a lot easier when you have a smaller group, but I think it it really gives you a chance to connect with them and then you can send them that photo later and it gives them a memory from the wedding. And I think it's, like you say, it's a really great way to connect with everybody at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very happy and pleased that that happened. Oh, one more thing. One of my guests, they were late <gasps> to the ceremony and the bus waited an additional 15 minutes for them. I heard about this afterwards and they didn't make it and the bus had to end up just taking off. And they told me they ended up getting to the ceremony and making it in at like 15 minutes before it was over. How did you get into the Magic Kingdom if the bus didn't take you? Wow. So... Try not to be late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I had a newsletter that the headline was something like, if you miss the bus, you miss the ceremony or something. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah. So So other than that, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Two things I would say. The floral was the floral that I didn't want. I actually asked for it not to look like flowers in a bowl. Hmm. And they put flowers in a bowl. (laughs) (laughs) The the funny thing is this, is from listening to all of your shows, you say specifically, don't don't give Disney something to replicate. Just let them be creative. And I went against that and I gave them something exactly to replicate. I wanted the balls from the Wheel of Fortune Disneyland table that they had set up that was so beautiful. And they didn't look anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's okay. You know, it happens. It wasn't a big deal. And the cake was a bit stale. Really? It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful, but it was stale. And so our guests were just like, yeah, the cake really wasn't good. Uh, and I was like, oh, Disney's cakes are amazing. But the cake looked beautiful. It was a beautiful cake, but it was stale. So we, all the extra cake we got, we, we threw it away. Oh, you know, I wonder if it's because it was a more complicated design and they had to make it earlier, so they had more time. Was it a particular design? It was a pretty design. I I thought maybe, you know, you guys made it a little earlier because of the nature of how early our Uh reception was. But, you know, the quilting on the cake, they had the crystals on each quilting of the cake at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, It was beautiful. I don't know if it was very intricate, but I I thought it was beautiful. Interesting. Okay. I can't wait to see a picture. (laughs) Now, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand that maybe you were worried about and then turned out not to be? You know, I stressed about time. So I, I was that person who went over the BEO 
and time. And I was like, well, it says my carriage is coming down at 7.20, but the people aren't arriving until 7.30. So how is that working? And Pamela, my wonderful wedding planner, was like, those are just filler times, don't worry. And what about this time says this? What about if they're not eating? And she goes, don't worry. I said, you know what? How about this, Pamela? How about I let you do your job and you just tell me where I need to be? <laughs> so I was really concerned about time beforehand, but during the ceremony and the reception, no, it just... Everything went so well, and I wasn't even thinking about time. They just told me where to go. My mother-in-law was force-feeding me food beforehand. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, I was just doing as I was told, and it went flawless. It was beautiful. Oh. Now, you talked a little bit about having video at the reception and then maybe doing something different with your floral. Was there anything else you would have done differently knowing what you know now? The funny thing is that I would wear my hair differently to stand up against the humidity. I wanted something flowy and soft and basically it frizzed out <laughs> before my ceremony. And so I showed my husband a picture of before the ceremony. He goes, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, my, yeah, I would have changed to a different probably hairstyle um, because we had pictures an hour before the ceremony outside. So you may want to think about that. And you know what? I would have probably provided transportation to the dessert party. I felt really bad, Carrie, because for some reason my thought was, oh, no, you're entering through Boardwalk, so it's not that far. But my guests actually entered through the front oh. gate. And you know how far that walk is to UK. Yeah. And so um, I had some people who were older and not just that. It was just one of those things where it was 90 degrees and people showed up sweaty and they were just tired and I just felt so bad. So I would have probably done that differently. Okay, good tips. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Yes, I would recommend getting your book. Your book was amazing. I got your book before I even got engaged. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got your book before I got engaged because my husband was talking about Disney. And so I said, oh, well, when you propose, I'm going to be prepared. <laughs> and um, I would also recommend looking at other brides' BEOs so you can know exactly what you're getting into. So I knew exactly what I was getting into. However, I was looking for February and not September. So six months can change a few things. <laughs> mm. But if you're getting married at the Magic Kingdom, you have to be prepared because they said, if you don't take September 2nd, you can come back to us. Michelle said they said you can come back to us in July of 2016 to see if there's a new date available. And it's possible that because of the construction, everything that's going on, that you may have to wait until 2017. And my husband said, are you OK not getting married all of next year and maybe into the year after that? And I was like, OK. No, I'm not. So if I have to make some concessions to get married in September instead of February, then that's what we'll do. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend looking at other brides' BEOs so you know exactly what you're going to pay and all of that good stuff. Secondly, I would try and stay at the resort where you're having your reception. It's super convenient. You know, even if you have to do a value resort or stay off property before the wedding and then splurge on that Grand Floridian you know, the night before, 
because it's so easy and it saves you in transportation costs too. Mm, right. Also, I talked about our connecting rooms, but that was amazing because Stephanie was able to get pictures of us together, but not together because his door was right next to mine and we didn't see each other, but she was able to get pictures of us together. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like uh, sometimes people do a first touch instead of a first look where they'll hold hands around a door. Yes. Yes. Also a tip I would have, enjoy your wedding. It's you guys. So make it about you and don't worry about the extra stuff of people and drama and things of that nature because we had some drama, but you know, that's normal <laughs> with weddings, but make it about you guys. I also want to give a definite recommendation to DJ Charles. If you want to party, he had everyone on the dance floor at nine in the morning and he got out on the dance floor and taught them how to wobble and how to electric slide and, you know, let the kids be a DJ for a moment. And he was just amazing. Don't forget to be present in every moment because some spots I can't remember because I was just, everything was so surreal. And my husband said he has one tip is that don't settle. He said, you don't get married in Disney to settle. You could have settled and got married at home. Great advice. He's an amazing man. And it's, and it's always nice when the groom is happy to be getting married at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? You know, I started a journal on the Diz boards, but I have not updated the journal for months. But what I will do is when I get my pictures back, I'll send them to you. Awesome. I'll put them in the post for this show. All right. Well, Shawana, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've shared a lot of great tips for any kind of wedding, and especially someone who might be interested in getting married at the Magic Kingdom. So I appreciate your taking the time. You're so welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me on the show. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. <laughs>